Hello and welcome to the Stealthy Auto Show. I'm Sean Smith and he's Sam Green. Yes, I am. Hello. Yes, yes. You haven't changed in the last like couple of weeks. Try not to. Okay, cool. Um, Sam, this is part three, the final part um, of the Formula One 2022 review. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we're going to do a Schneider-style supercut of this, I think, as well, <laughs> aren't we? We're going to pull three together. Yeah, it'll make, make it like probably about three hours long four hours long yeah, yeah be... there's a box set. it'll be on sale for christmas i genuinely could do that if uh if, if i wanted to i've got <laughs> i've got some blank discs somewhere i could do that Let's do it. <laughs> that's my present for my brother sorted oh mate genuinely, if, if i can find those discs i'll do i'll get you one okay um formula one 2022 has finished um shocker max verstappen's world champion uh i can't remember if he won that biasly or not when did he win the championship <laughs> No, it wasn't long after, but he hadn't won it in Italy. Okay. Um, we Part three, we, we overran last time because we sort of didn't count where two-thirds was. Um, so we've only got six races to go in this part, but then we're going to sort of do some last-minute tidy-ups and, and also uh, see how wrong we were in our predictions at the very start of the year. Yeah, um, yes, that went well, didn't it? Yes, very much so. <laughs> um, let's start in... Uh, oh no, it's Japan, wasn't it? Because Singapore, he had yeah. We'll get to, we'll get to that. Right, Singapore um, didn't go well for Verstappen. It gave everyone else a hope. Uh, yeah, it it tried well, tried to keep it open, didn't he? Yeah, for one race. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a bit kind of. Well, it was we coming into the weekend. Everyone was like, you know what? Actually, Mercedes look all right here. They might do okay, and then as, they, as soon as we got to the race, they were nowhere. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know why. Lewis Hamilton fifth, which, to be fair, with uh, Mercedes's um, general form around Singapore, fifth is about as good as it normally is. So that's not really too bad. That point. Um, and Georgie Russell. Oh yes, he was nowhere. Fourteenth. I don't remember why. Um. Didn't he have a problem? He had a very early pit stop or an out of sync pit stop or something, didn't he? Or damage? Yeah. It's one of the two. Either way, he was nowhere. Uh, so the fr- the, yeah. f- the the f- um, focus turned to the front of the grid. Uh, Max Verstappen. Did he have a bad qualifying? Because he didn't miss his last lap or something. Or did he have a yeah. sort of not great qualifying he, and then just went backwards? He aborted his final lap, which was purple in the first two sectors. Yeah. And for some reason, Red Bull said that bought that come in the pit lane. We can't quite... Nobody actually officially said why. All the pundits and everybody said it was fuel and he yeah. didn't have enough fuel because the tyres were taking a long time to heat up, I think, weren't they? Yeah, but it didn't So make, a lot it, of times it was two hot laps. It didn't make sense, though, because he was at the final corner anyway. Why couldn't he just cross the line and then pull over um, at the end of the pit lane? If he was I'm, on fuel. I, well, there is there is that. I think it's frowned upon now, isn't it, to do that? But you have to provide the sample. The sample is a liter or two liters. Can you remember? Two liters. Two liters. So you have to su- supply that um, at the end of the session. But uh, so you have to have at least two liters in the car at the end of the session. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, really, he could have just driven up the pit straight and stopped there. It might, but it must have been very tight on fuel for Red Bull to be able to, to, to say to him, no, yeah. we need to pull in. 
because he was on for pole. So as a result, he ended up eighth, which was uh, not great. Um, did we say it was in a, a drying qualifying session? It, yes, it was. And so we did have some interesting parts where for a little while, Fernando Alonso was quickest and then Sebastian Vettel was making a little appearance here or there on the top of time sheets. It was great. It was like yeah. the old days. But um, in the end, it was Charlie Clark ahead of Sergio Perez. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, sort of ended up at about where about we expected apart from Verstappen. Yeah, and George Russell. Um, um, and then we ended up in the race, and it was not that eventful. It was it was a good race between Leclerc and Perez. Um, yeah, I mean it was. It was good. Um, it was difficult, I think, wasn't it? It was, again, it was... Was this fully dry? I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. So it did... Um, uh, yeah, so we were uh, we were expecting some rain. I don't think we actually got any of that in the end. No, it, it happened just... right after the pit, the, uh, the checker flag. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, oh, that was it, because they were all getting wet when it was the... Uh, in- wasn't yeah. it? It started raining during the interviews. Yeah. But we find during the race. Must be quite annoying. Um <laughs> but uh for the fans who've been sat there all day and just want to go home at that point <laughs> then to get soaking wet. Um but um yeah I mean Singapore's neither it's kind of sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. Well I mean I want to race this year. Um and I thought I'd see us our Formula Masters race in Singapore, so I'm going to defend it for the rest of the year. <laughs> but it's in the good books for me because I well, because I won race two, so pff, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, you are right. It's um, it, it's it's a hard track for cars as fast and wide as Formula One cars are. I think yeah, I think that's part of the problem. And um, although the new cars we've said already in these this sort of these the previous two episodes of this. Uh, the new rules have definitely worked. Yeah. The cars can follow quick closer and for longer. Um, but it's still not perfect, obviously. And on a street circuit like this where there's not many overtaking places. Um, you can just cover it off. It is difficult, yeah. It's even with the DRS and some of them, you could just cover the inside and it's for the next corner and you've got it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It was kind of it was a I do remember bits of it but not much of it and that probably tells me all all you need to know about the race. Especially well, I suppose also it was followed by two very, very good races. Um we should say though, with uh, Perez's fourth win in his career, uh that does now make him the most successful Mexican driver in Formula One. Yeah. So yeah, so congrats well, to him. So well done, Sergio. Um Yeah, I mean <laughs> I, I, Rodriguez was another one, wasn't he? He was the previous like that, yeah. Mexican. Back in like the seventies or eighties or something, yeah. Um, but no, I've uh, always had a soft spot for chat for Sergio Perez, so um, yeah, I'm happy he's uh, he's achieved later on in his career. Um, anyway, let's move on to Japan, which we were on our way to BDCC that day. Yes, <clears throat> so we didn't actually see this, did we? No. I watched it later. I had it on Five um, Live on the way up. I had it. I actually had it on in the car because i have sky go so i had my phone obviously wasn't watching it but had it the commentary through yeah. the radio of course why would, um, you, do, why would you do that when i just put on five live it's better commentary. I'll be totally honest, i forgot five live was had the formula one <laughs> uh, 
Oh, so that's why I did that. Um, no, secretly you just don't like Jolly and Palmer. Yeah, yeah, that's well, it. Yeah, no, although... well, it might have been Sam Bird that weekend. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, um, um, yes, Japan. Um, Suzuka's then... always great. I love Suzuka. Um, I don't like driving Suzuka, but just because many because I've as as turned out I'm not very fast around it, but it's a fun track. Yeah. It's a it's a fun track, and it looks it's it's a good circuit for. Um, it's a technical circuit, but it's fast as well, generally. Um, so, yeah, I think it's good, and, and I'm glad it's on the calendar for another few years. I think it's um, better. Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe with the modern cars, but we won't know that until they go back there. Nah, which um, knowing F1 will take another 20 years, but... Yeah. Um, Yes, so qualifying back to normal normal form now. Max Verstappen on pole, um, only just ahead of Charlie Clark and uh, Charlie Zanes. But um, yeah, it was close-ish. Perez fourth, Mercedes again looking a bit off the pace with sixth and eighth. Yeah, Esteban Ocon with a great quality as well, up in fifth. To be fair, it was probably his um, best, best qualifying performance of the year. I think it was, um, but yeah, so very very good for him. Um, this was a wet race, wasn't yes. it? This was this, this started. It's well, it's, yeah. yeah, it started before, like an hour before I left for um, Brands Hatch, and didn't start until I was like halfway up the A3. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so yeah, I managed to listen to the basically what it ended up being the whole race, which was only twenty eight laps in the end. It was very short. It was. Oh, um, shall we get into the controversy on this one? Yeah, I think we probably should. It's stupid, isn't it? Um, so anyway, right, we'll do the result first, which was Max Verstappen won the race by about a small county. Um, yeah, a huge margin, twenty-seven yeah, seconds. Just walked away from everyone. Um, <laughs> Sergio Perez came second after well. Um, a last lap incident. This, is, this isn't actually the the, uh, the um, controversy. This is just just a fact of the last lap. Um, he, he he tried to overtake the clerk. The clerk cut the uh, final chicane a bit, sort of like um, almost Alan Prosty. Um, yeah. But um, method. But um, either way, they got a penalty. Got put back in their rightful places. Press came second. Good job him. Um, Ocon came fourth, which is a very good result for him. Just ahead Very of Lewis, good. Lewis Hamilton, who, if I remember on the the, uh, the commentary on Five Live, was basically just stuck behind Ocon for the entire race. Yeah, I think he probably was, yeah, because obviously in a wet race, no DRS as well. Um, they've been particularly cautious of when they actually bring the DRS back when the track's drying, haven't they? This mm. year, I've noticed that it's taken them a lot longer to actually say, right, it's, try, it's dry enough for DRS now. Um, so... Yeah, I don't think we had any DRS for the entire race, did we? we no, I don't think we did. But um, we did have uh, the early stage where it depended how quickly you changed to, uh, I think it was from the wet to the inter-tyre. Um, and we did briefly see Mick Schumacher leading the race, and then he got immediately yes. overtaken. Um, yes. <laughs> I think he, he led it for about 300 yards, yeah, didn't he? It wasn't long. Um, um, it was nice to see yeah. <laughs> MSC at the top of the time tower. Yeah. The uh, the being hassle they probably said stop stop the count at that point but uh, <laughs> yeah um, but yes then for, basically Verstappen didn't get seen for the rest of the race unless they was lapping people which he didn't I know he didn't lap anyone so uh, 
he didn't get seen for the rest of the race. <laughs> no, he was literally, I, I genuinely don't think he was even spoken about. He was right. just driving his own race, just disappeared into the distance, and that was that. Yeah. The, um, bit, the bit I did miss was actually lap one turn, like down to whatever corner it was that Carlos Sainz had an accident. Yeah, so Carlos is with a, was a, a weird one, really. It was aquaplaning. He just got a load of wheel spin on a puddle and just binned it, basically. Um, just completely on his own. No one was near one. Well, obviously, they were near him. It was that one, but no one else was involved in it. It was just a crash. Yeah. Um, but it was because of where it was. Where was it? There was then... Um, so, you know Spoon? Yes. The the long right before Spoon. Yep. So out of the, the little, tight hairpin, up that, that long yeah. corner through there. Between the hairpin and yep. that long right hander. Yeah, yep. there, basically. So That's there's a, not a load of runoff. It's grass runoff as well. Yeah. So when he did go off, he also brought back onto the circuit with him large chunks of mud and advertising hornings that, or, that had... Uh, broken off of the barriers that he hit nice. uh, which I think Pierre Gasly caught one of those advertising hoardings and then pitted to get a new front wing because it was stuck on the front of the car um, which is then part of the reason that we had the main controversy from this race oh honestly, I forgot about, I forgot about that one yes go on this is, this is the other controversy of the race um, yes yes um, um, how many years ago was it for Bianchi? Um, 14, yeah. So eight years after, we have a worryingly similar incident with a Snatch tractor. Yes. Um, now, this, I think, while I completely understand why Pierre Gasly, of all drivers as well, was very, very upset about this, I do think this is different. Yes, it is. Because he this was, was under it, safety car. Yeah, was it's it under safety car he, or red flag yet? Uh, I think the red flags came out just after Gasly passed the tractor. Right, okay. Because the rest of the cars were just coming like out of spoon down to 130R on that straight. And I think they red flagged it there. Right. And everyone just came back to the pit lane. But he was still catching the train and still driving at quite a speed as well. Mm-hmm. Um, not Maybe not flat out, but pretty quick. Past this digger, it's yeah. to all intents and purposes. While in very oh. hazy, wet, full tire, full wet tire conditions. Virtually no visibility. Um, I mean, and I mean, you you just don't see it. Like you, I saw the onboard from his camera, from his car, uh, I think he had a visor cam on, and I think I saw the visor cam of it, and you can't see that tractor. Wow! Until, until he is next to it, and you then you see like the orange beacon lights on the truck. You don't see them until you're basically right next to it, which is yeah worrying as much as anything. Like I, and I completely get why he was upset by it because obviously he's a French driver. I know Jules Bianchi was. Monogas, uh, or was he French? I can't remember. Bianchi was, um, I think he was French. Um, pretty sure it was French. Either way, he he raced with Bianchi growing up as a kid, 
and through junior formula so he knew him well so it was kind of yeah that was a fairly sour point for him and i completely understand that hmm. um what i do think is that the main reason is different is the race was under a controlled situation the safety I... car was out but gasly wasn't with it yet I... So the tractor shouldn't have been there, arguably, because uh, he wasn't with it. But I can kind of understand why it might have been. I have a big problem with Formula One's implementation of um, uh, virtual safety cars and just their safety car procedures full stop. Um, just because when you see a VSC, you see these drivers going, you know, 10 tenths around some corners and then doing nothing, like crawling through other corners. Yeah. And I think that's absolutely the wrong way to do it. Um, Whereas you see at Le Mans, when, or any WEC event, you have a code 50, a code 100, or whatever it happens to be a certain track where, it, where it's deemed okay or not, um, yeah. where the, every single car going through a dangerous area will do um, a very controlled, very slow speed. Because it's, I think it's, it's clearer and also it's, just safer whereas formula one they're varying their speeds ridiculously through the lap um, yes I... so the reason you know why the reason is that the, the the formula one is different no because they do it on the time don't they so they have a time delta so they have to be that's ridiculous. just for argu argument's sake they have to be 20 percent slower over the lap that's ridiculous. Or on why? each sector. why should why should they so, do that? I really don't understand. I really don't get it. Really, the easiest way to do it is exactly what the World Endurance Championship does with the Code 60 of just say, right, in this section, if you 60, you have to do 60Ks or 100Ks or whatever it is. Um, and that completely neutralizes everything. Around the area which is unsafe. Yes. Yeah. And the tra that, I think, is the problem with the virtual safety car as well. Yeah. Is it because it's the whole lap, you might as well just put the safety car out? Well, yeah. Um, plus, everyone then gets upset about if you can pit or not um, and gain an advantage yeah. through there. You also get the um, the frustration from the fans because the cars are sort of neutralised, sort of not. It's quite confusing. Whereas in World Endurance Championship, you can you go through the safe zone. It actually is quite tight. Like when you have a, a crash at Le Mans um, and you have the cars trundling at like you know, 36 miles an hour past the crash. And then all of a sudden you, you just go... You, you hear the noise, then go bah, bah, and just go, and they get they go flying off again. Once the yeah. once they're past the the crashed area, and it, you then have a massive drag race normally to the next corner to see who has better yeah. reactions coming off the um, the limiter at the right time, um, yep. and it keeps it exciting. It keeps it keeps the fans engaged and also keeps it completely safe um, for the uh, marshals and everyone else on track. Yeah, well, that's that's the other thing, really, isn't it? Is that those the track staff that are there to fix it will try and do it as quickly as possible because they want to get the race going again yeah but they have to do it safely and they have to do it at the demand of race control or when race control says that digger needs to be going on the circuit now they're gonna do it yeah so i don't know if it was overzealous marshalling hyper efficient japanese marshals or whether it was race control who they, said they wouldn't go have, yeah they, they that's the thing they, i don't think the marshals are allowed to leave their posts 
Um, no, that's what I mean. I don't think they message. would be going anywhere without being told to. Yeah. Um, we should also say that around that corner um, in Suzuka, uh, the reason there isn't any runoff is because that part of the track is above or significantly up in the air from another part of the track being a figure of eight circuit. Yes, it is, yeah, because that is the top of the hill, isn't it? And the bridge that you go under yeah. is the rest of the circuit. I think there's a, a lake on the inside of yes. Spoon, isn't there? So um, that's kind of, it goes around the banking of the lake. But because it's a figure of eight, you are climbing the hill, and then that is top of the hill. So behind that, Armco is a, a drop, yeah. of, presumably, of some sort. Um, they, I mean, they could. There's always a way to... Um, change the landscape to do that but it's just there's it's so rare to have an accident there in the first place well i mean in the dry it's straight isn't it yeah it's a curve straight yeah it's it's not even really you don't even really think of a corner in the dry but when you hit some standing water in wet it's obviously going to cause a crash but that that could happen anywhere yeah that could happen on the pit straight that could happen literally anywhere any circuit well, yes. Maybe the exception. Well, but even that, then, the really. crashed this year, didn't he? So that's how I put this freeze yeah. point. Yeah. Um, the only corner that has a barrier anywhere near it. <laughs> um, but yes, I think I, I think Formula One need to stop being so arrogant to by saying their idea is the best one. I've said this for years. Um, they're so arrogant at other people's ideas. And I think yeah. it does cost them from time to time. I think so. And and you know what as well? This year they've had Eduardo Freitas yeah, as race right? director for some of them. If anyone is going to know how to implement that, it is Freitas. Let's face it. He's, I, I don't think he necessarily in, like, sort of invented it for no, he on endurance. He certainly has been using it for the last what 10 years or so however long he's been working there so he knows how it works he knows the benefits of it and he knows how to implement i would be so i would be actually disappointed if if one don't at least consider a code 50 style um ruling going into next year but yeah knowing f1 they probably won't almost certainly not um let's talk about the last controversy of this race which was of course the points allocation yeah this is an absolute joke <laughs> um so historically um formula one you have to do at least well <laughs> spa's a bad example you have to apparently do two racing laps um and then you get some points um mm. but it used to be um anything up to it was either half or two thirds i don't remember hang on let me check the 2009 that's a different topic while well, I'm stressing that one. Uh, Malaysian Grand Prix. Anybody who's listened to season three of uh, Sports Strangers Crimes episode two will understand that reference. Um, uh, Malaysian Grand Prix. Uh, was it? What was the percentage that you had to do? 75% is what you had to do to get four points. Um, and sure, that is quite a long way. And they were getting pretty much to night time by the time they were okay right back let's go back a step the reason f1 have have put in so many different and stupid rules which of course have caused this problem is due to the belgian grand prix last year 
um, where basically there wasn't a race. <laughs> um, they did two laps behind the safety car and um, awarded points. And also that they, they didn't give any money back to the spectators, which was a, just a travesty. But either way, mm-hmm. um, as a result, Formula One brought, brought in uh, new rules to say where... It means they've got time limits uh, for the um, how long the race can be. That came in after the 2011 Canadian Grand Prix. Um, and also, they've got an effective time for when the start of the race is and how much racing there can be and how much a percentage of a race you can complete to complete to get a certain number of points. They've adjusted that. Um, yep. And this year, they apparently have made up a new system where you can get like there's now apparently three different point systems based on three different percentages. This was I, I didn't know this until the day after. Um and apparently neither did the teams. <laughs> but then also <laughs> then also apparently everyone just sort of like, nah, you can have four points just by doing half the race. Yeah. And this is the thing that sort of wound me up with it a little bit, is that they did twenty eight laps of the Seventy, presumably, that they were uh, supposed to get roughly. I, I um, think it's oh, scheduled as fifty-three. So, what's that half? Just over. Yeah, half. Just uh, literally just over. Um, and they get four points. I think that is absolutely disgraceful. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, but everyone crossed the line and goes, "Oh, okay, well done, Max, good win." No, everyone goes home, and then all of a sudden, the FIA goes, "Oh, uh, Verstappen's world champion." Yeah, yeah. It was like he didn't even realise until he got into the, the like the interview after he yeah. was being interviewed on. I think actually no, I think it was like Charles Leclerc was being interviewed post race. Like right. you know when they do it before they go to the drivers' room. Now they have the pit lane interview, don't they? Yeah, the American style um, one, the chat show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well they do they do that interview, and they were talking to Charles Leclerc, and on the massive LED screen behind it appeared Max Verstappen world champion again or two <laughs> times world champion um, and everyone was like oh okay enough points to win it then how's he done that but that's because they gave uh, full points basically it's just, it's just it's classic FIA over administration and then like loopholing in its own rules to, yeah. To yeah basically it. yeah because it's, it's not even like like Red Bull weren't even celebrating. Max wasn't even celebrating. See, they won the race. There was a certain amount of happiness about that. Yeah. With what is essentially the red the Honda engine in the back as well, um, which obviously is going to go down well. Um, it's but, that, that's a different thing to talk about is how well the Honda's done this year. But we'll get to the end. Yeah, we'll, we'll cross that bridge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then and then to find out he was. Doesn't it almost seems like he it was almost robbed from him a little bit? Like he wasn't yeah. given that opportunity to actually celebrate it properly. Yeah, which is why the next race, um, the, uh, wasn't that Christian Horner said over the radio, Max has happened, you are world champion. Um, yeah, a race late, yeah. but uh, whatever. Um, yeah, just J- Japanese Grand Prix, uh, not quite the same level of ridiculous and wrong <laughs> as, um, Spa was last year, but it's, it's the worst we had this year. Without it, I'd say so. Yeah, I would say so. Which is a shame because uh, this was a race looked forward to after the last couple of years of not being uh, on the schedule due to COVID. Yeah, this is definitely a race that I was looking forward to coming back to, mm. if that makes sense. So I, I like the Japanese Grand Prix generally. I think it's always a 
big event. They they run it well. It's a good circuit, and it normally provides a really good race. Yep. Interesting for all the wrong reasons. Yes, definitely. Uh, so yeah, Max Verstappen became world champion. Uh, then all eyes basically turned on to the battle for second place because that at that race, Sergio Perez jumped up to second position by a point uh, over Charlie Clark due to the penalty. Um, so yeah, it was then just a race, four races to go to see who could get second place, really. Um, yeah. And uh, basically, in qualifying for the American Grand Prix, one two Ferrari, go them. Yeah, they did well. They did very well. Um, and, then, and then Charlie Clark got a um, a grid penalty for an engine. Uh, yes, yeah. So he actually started twelfth on the grid, did he? And then yeah. Carlos Sainz um, had uh, an altercation. <laughs> turn one. Um, so he immediately drops back down to last as well. Yeah. Uh, so yes, classic Ferrari, uh, yeah, <laughs> doing really, really well. Briefly, to be fair, it was admittedly mostly George Russell's fault. Uh, I'd science. say that was yeah. I nothing Carlos could have done about. I mean, that. He, he, that could, was... he, he could have just you know driven a wider line, but uh, I don't well, think he even knew George was coming though. Did he? he was so I, far I, back, well, yeah. a weird angle. There's no way I don't think he would have even seen oh, it coming. It, see, that's the difference. If, if Al and Cree were here, um, they'd, they'd also differ on this opinion. <laughs> um, Cree, Cree would would say, "No, absolutely, Carlos Sainz was uh, was in his rights to take the corner," and Al yeah. would say, "Well, he should have he should have been presumptuous about the <laughs> about turn one lap one." But, yeah. Um, he would also say that George was fully entitled to the apex. <laughs> yeah, he would. So um, <laughs> <laughs> swings and roundabouts, uh, say, Cree. We, we, we love you, Cree. Um, we'll see if we'll, I'll tell you what, let's not mention that joke in the group chat and see if he actually <laughs> listens to the episode. He won't, of course, he won't. See, see if he pulls up on it. He won't. Um, especially if it's like a longer one, he won't bother. Jack will, though. Jack will. Yeah. Jack will know. Um, anyway, so I hope you laughed at that one, Jack. Um, anyway, the race actually turned out all right. Um, Mercedes, but due to the was it due to a safety car and a slow pit stop? Um, Hamilton ended up leading. Hamilton, yeah, led for most of the second half of the race, at least. Yeah. Um, him and actually Vettel for a little while, um, which was nice to see. Um, I think Vettel was a bit out of sync with the pit stops, so he did drop down. Yeah. But um, yeah, was 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 good. It was a decent race, and, and watching the enormous speed that Verstappen and the Red Bull had catching Hamilton was very, very impressive. I'm not going to lie. Um, you looked at it and you thought, you know what? You can some seasons you go, all these cars are fairly similar. This, the Red Bull is the best car by a mile. By a mile. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, but yeah, I thought it was good. George Russell had the fastest lap. I think that probably shows the Mercedes was fairly good. Um, but yeah, Verstappen won again by won. five seconds. Yeah, and the, I watching the race because I think he was on soft in the last time, wasn't he? He was, yeah. So he had a pace advantage. Yeah, I think we, Hamilton was I on the medium. I still thought the soft would go off, but they're also the Pirelli C four. Which are yeah. actually the mediums. Oh, no, yeah, they're the good. medium soft. They have six now, don't they? So four oh, is sort know. of. It's stupid, isn't it? It's, whatever. It's better that they're doing it this way rather than the hyper soft they used to have. That was just. Yeah, it was, it was too confusing when they had a different name. 
Just go, but... just go back to the Bridgestone days, you know. Hard, soft. Yeah. <laughs> two options. Yeah, both, are pretty, both are pretty good. You'll probably be able to do two races on the hard, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Verstappen won that race. Uh, Leclerc beat Perez, just. Um, so took back second place. Uh, nothing too exciting. Has has got two points from Magnussen, but that's, that's quite cool. Sonoda got another point, but yeah, nothing too exciting else apart from the, the actual race itself was good. At Dakota, where do we go next? We went to Mexico. Yes, now this was a big one for um, for Checo for a number of reasons. Let's face it, um, he obviously was his home circuit. They haven't raced there. For, did they race there last year? I don't think they did. Did they? Uh, I think they did. Yeah. Okay. But we probably presumably didn't the year before. Um, <clears throat> don't know. Couldn't, couldn't tell you. It's such a boring race. I don't remember. Yeah, that's this is the trouble with I it. I don't um, get. Okay, can you explain this one to me, Sam? Um, everyone goes, "Oh, Sergio Perez, he'll do well around Mexico City." Why? He's not driven it any more <laughs> than anyone else. Well, yeah, it's not. It's it's not like he would there's have no, grown up. On there's that, no testing. So, yeah, no. The track, the track was only re redone like a few years ago. Yeah. Um, it's just the fact that he is Mexican. Right. <laughs> they give him, him an advantage, they think. Like, it's like Alex Albon, if uh, they go to um, the Thailand track. Yeah, Chang. Yeah. And go, oh, well, you'll do well here. And Alex, and be like, will I? <laughs> I say, the, Alex, no. I, the trouble with that is he's actually British. He just wrote... So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, absolutely not. But if he comes back to the right house, he's got home circuit advantage. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure it's the cars will fit on right house, will they? Uh, well, I'm willing to try it if they are. <laughs> so, uh, who, who's your, who's the closest team to you? Most of them are really. Um, not far away. Um, so, yeah, Mercedes. If you if you don't want the W13, uh, I'll have it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Sam will have it, and um, he'll, he'll get, <laughs> get it. They can set a lab record in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, you go. there you go, Mercedes. You can uh, get you can improve your your uh, um, accolades for the W13. And get the we'll see right house track record. Quicker. What is yeah, the track, we'll what is a track record at right house? Oh, um, it's probably must be pro cars or something. Un, no, unofficially, we have. I don't know what the official one is, but unofficially, um, Ash Sutton, the British touring car driver, mm. uh, he did like a thirty-three second lap in a shifter car, and then went to Le Mans with that said. So, Said shift car and won the world championship. All right, so um, there, Mercedes. If you if you can beat a thirty-three, how long is Right House, Sam? Uh, about eight hundred meters. Okay, so if you can do eight hundred meters in thirty-three seconds or less, there you go. This this is your chance. I'm gonna say, I actually don't know if a Formula One car would beat. I don't think. That it's a, I don't think it has, a, has a chance. It wouldn't get round for some of the corners. I don't think that's too it, tight. It would wheel spin out the, out of onto the straight all the way down. It would catch the the tire grip just at the end of it as you pass the uh, the gantry. Yeah. Um, then they would shit themselves as they go through um, stadium. Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how are they going to get round the the hairpin? <laughs> I say either of the two hairpins would be yeah. far too tight and would never get round it. Yeah. Um, but if you want to have a go, Mercedes uh, offers that. Um, yep. Email Sam. Um, anyway, where do we go next? Mexico, yes, Mexico. Um, yeah, back on point. It's, it's so stupid. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Perez didn't get pole. He came fourth. Um, he was close, but not close enough. And in the yep. race, he did all right, actually. He uh, hounded Hamilton the whole race. 
beat George off the line. For I were nowhere. Yeah, this was kind of. I think at this point, everyone was saying, "I think Mercedes might have cracked it." The car looks really good, um, having had a couple of podiums in a row and like pretty good pace. George saw another. Um, I think yeah, people were starting to think, you know what? I think what Mercedes done has worked, and the car looks decent again. Uh, it didn't last, but <laughs> but it was it was a little bit of hope for their fans. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, Checo did all right, didn't he? he got another podium, which is a win um, for any driver. Really. Yeah, I mean he was well ahead of the clerk, and that's what mattered for him. Um, for yeah. a terrible round of that round of Mexico. Yeah. So after this race, he had a five-point lead yeah. over Charles Leclerc. Um, did, so uh, narrow did, margins. Did Red Bull win the constructors of this race or the race before? It was around this whole time. I think it was at this one. The fact is, the constructors doesn't matter to most people, so we don't really pay attention. Um, <laughs> also, as a foregone conclusion, so whatever. Um, then we went to a very good race, debatably at Brazil. It was certainly yes. a surprising race. We'll go with that. Well, I mean, qualifying was very, very surprising, wasn't it? Yes. You know, it was a drying circuit. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we had Kevin Magnussen in the Haas on pole. How old is Kevin? 30? 30? 31, I think. Uh, he has just turned 30. Oh, okay. 9th of October, so that would have been a month, yeah, a month later after his birthday. Yeah. Now, Kevin Magnussen... Um, I've always had two thoughts on. I think he's a nice person, but because he was a McLaren per, <laughs> McLaren driver when he was young, yeah. I didn't I didn't like him back then. <laughs> um, but um, he's, he's all right. It was a well. He's deserved a pole a pole position for a while in his career yeah. at some point. So it's it's good that he's on the list. He's a good yeah. He's a good enough driver to have had one. Let's face it. I, I think Hulkenberg's um, gonna kick his ass next year, but that's a different different story. Well, probably. But again, we'll come on to that at the end, I think, probably, won't we? Yes. Um, so, um, yeah, so Magnus on, on pole. Max Verstappen's second, and I'm sure Kevin yeah. was relishing the fact he had Red Bull directly behind him and then a Mercedes directly behind him again. Mm -hmm. uh, so <laughs> I can't imagine he was uh, trying... Or not uh, He was just going to go for damage limitation. In the yeah. sprint, because we had a sprint. I like, now, again, I think we said this every single podcast we ever have to mention it. I fucking hate the sprint race. I think it's a, it ruins <laughs> it ruins the main event because I don't think this worked. No, this it one didn't, was... Sam. It didn't. It just every, everyone was going. Oh, there's so many overtakes in this sprint race, right? So, how many overtakes would there have therefore been in the main race? Well, I mean, yes, yeah. If if you'd had that starting from. I don't disagree that some of those overtakes would, but I think when you tell racing drivers they've got less laps to overtake, they do it quicker. No, they don't. So they I think don't. they do. I really they do think they do. No, um, I bet the sprint race is awful, and I'm I'm banning it. <laughs> so we're not even allowed <laughs> to talk about it. Is that what it? Is? No, I'm just I'm just saying just ban the sprint races. Hashtag. <laughs> um, is that the hashtag still the thing? I don't know. Um, uh, well, they are. But... It depends if Twitter blows up or not. Um, yeah. Anyway, Kevin Magnussen came eighth, which actually was pretty good considering the Haas. Um, 
<laughs> and then in the sprint race, he uh, he got hit by Ricardo, but then did what um, every iRacing driver does, which is not put on the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. the minute i saw it, i was like jack will love this um and yeah he just didn't didn't put the brakes on clipped the rear tire of ricardo and took them both out and i think it was fair game uh in honesty <laughs> in the main race yeah um yeah i would i would agree really i mean it's a stupid move from ricardo it was pretty pretty dumb really um but yeah i mean i really like brazil it's a great track. Isn't it's, it? it's such a good circuit. Um, and it does always throw up some interesting weather or lots of overtaking generally. It's just one of those tracks that always gives you something. Um, and we did have that. We had lots of overtaking generally. Um, uh, and we had very, very good pace from the Mercedes once again. Right. How surprised um, were you that when Verstappen took the lead initially and then pulled away a bit and then fell right off the pace. I was very surprised. I assumed he'd broken something yeah. and was going to retire the car. Seeing as he'd like already won the championship and everything was finished, I thought, well, maybe he'll just throw in the towel if the car's not there and he can't actually do much. Mm-hmm. Um he actually threw his toys out the pram a different way that we'll come on to oh, in a sec. This, but, yep, yep. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, he brought it back to a certain extent. Um, arguably, again, should have been slightly lower. Um, but I do think um, that, yeah, it was surprising to see him being passed so easily by yep. cars that have been slower than him for most of the as much as anything, yeah. best one in the world. Um, um, before we get into the controversy, let's just say George Russell absolutely 100% deserved. Oh, 100% flawless drive. Such a good drive. I, 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 obviously, we can't comment on some of the Verstappen wins where he's won by about four minutes um, and we don't see him the whole race. But as a just for, for a driver who's had pressure the entire race, has had to do some overtaking, has had to you know hit his marks, and he's again he's never won a race. Um, yeah, yeah. I think George did an absolutely exemplary job. Yes, I would agree. And you know what? Credit to Mercedes as well for not saying to George, "You need to let Lewis go," because well, there will be no competitive advantage to them doing that. And they decided let them race. If Lewis can now, catch him, then great. Well, you say that. I'm I'm in two minds on that because how many times did we see Mercedes during the Bottas era, even though there was no real advantage to? Yeah, they say, oh, we we have a let them race um, uh, mentality. But how many times did Bottas have to let through Hamilton for nothing? Yeah, he did. He did a few times. To like be fair. Russia, 2018, I think it was. Sticks in mind. Yeah. Round yeah, three, no. three or something in the championship. Yeah. Um, I, I, and the fact that they didn't do that for George, you know, they didn't say Lewis hold station, you know, defend the position. I think that I I think George needs to come out with some big punches in the first couple of races next year. Just I think to, just, right. just, just to really, really stick it to Hamilton and the bosses and just say, I am going to be the driver. 
Yeah, well, I think he does, he does need to make himself the number one, the the contender for the title. And if Hamilton's not up to that, then he needs to step up. Yeah. Um, obviously, if they are level pegging, it's going to be difficult for Mercedes to side with the guy with one race win. So George needs to be better That's... by a significant. I don't, I don't know about that because I, I, if I was a team manager, I would look at the longer term. Which is if if um, I, I would I would almost never side with Hamilton full stop, but um, it, with a more experienced driver because it's you've got to look two, three years, five years down the line. Yeah, no, granted, that's that's a fair point. You've got to think about the future as well, and, yeah. and George is the future. But we'll see next year. That's a different story. Oh, by the way, spoiler mm. alert, um, George Russell beat Hamilton. Ha, ha, ha. Um, <laughs> in the championship. Um, anyway, the Ferraris were miraculously back on pace. Don't know why. Um, <laughs> and uh, Valtteri Bottas, spoiler alert, let's just say had a significant point scoring in this race. Yes, he certainly did. I mean, he got. Um, did he get? He didn't get points in the sprint, did he? But in the race, he got P nine championship points. Yes. Um, what's next? Abu Dhabi. Oh, was that? Last oh, are we, should we talk about the the Red Bull thing first? Yes, let's do that because I didn't realize Abu Dhabi was the last race. Um, right. So in the end of the race, both with Ferrari and Red Bull, um, they. I think they both asked, or both their drivers, Sergio and Leclerc, asked their teams to do some team orders, basically, um, yeah. and let them have an extra point, or whatever it ended up being with their their, their denominations, uh, to just give themselves a little bit advantage over Leclerc and Perez, respectively. Um, and Ferrari just said no. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. and Red Bull said yes however <laughs> yes this is the trouble so right I do agree with what Ferrari there was not a gap between Charles and Carlos and Carlos was P3 it's very difficult to take a podium away from a driver no I disagree with that entirely because they made Felipe Massa give up race wins to Kimi Raikkonen in 2007. Yeah. Well, that's Ferrari as well, isn't it? They are kings of the team order. <laughs> oh, exactly. um, however, Red Bull cocked up their team orders to a fairly major extent. Mm-hmm. Um, so, initially, the plan was, and this is why Sergio let Max go through. Sergio was told... Max is going to go through, he is going to chase, and he is going to try and pass Leclerc mm-hmm. to get points away from Leclerc. Which makes some sense. I can kind of see I can see the logic with that. Yep. Um, he had the pace advantage. Well, at that Sergio point in the race also had long. crap tyres at that or crap tyres. So he couldn't, yeah, I don't he couldn't think, do it. I would say, I don't think Sergio would have caught Leclerc. Max had a chance. Yeah. So... He was told, Max is going to go. If he can't, we'll swap back at the end of the race. Yep. Which so Sergio said, yep, that's fine. For the team, I will do that. That makes that makes sense. Yeah. Faster car can go and hunt him down. Max had different opinions. 
shall we say. Uh, so <clears throat> we got to the final lap. Max was told to swap back again. Now they were f- not, they were still fair. There's a bit of a gap between them to be, they were not there's, there's, that far. There's nothing that couldn't be undone. Yes. Um, this is considering as well, and I think this is important as well. Max has already won the champion at this point. Red yep. Bull have already won the constructors at this point. Yep. Max refused to slow down and let Sergio go back through to get P6 in this in this case. Mm-hmm. Now, I, th- I think I can maybe understand why he wouldn't want to do that if he's the but it's not. That's not how a team functions. I, in the old days, if these had both been Ferrari drivers, the the Verstappen driver of this situation would have probably been put bench for a race if they did that. Well, yeah, and I mean that would have been interesting, wouldn't it? Going into Abu Dhabi if they put Yuki Tsunoda, yeah, Gasly in the Red Bull. Um, well, thinking out a bit worse, if you had Williams back in their heyday, they would have probably just sacked their driver who, yeah. who, who did yeah, it, yeah. In, who yeah. disobeyed the direct order from yeah. the team. If this had been Damon um, Hill and David Coulthard, <laughs> da- da- yeah. Damon Hill got sacked for asking for too much money, even though he's world champion. You know, this would have been yeah. even worse. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I. It didn't shine. It's... It didn't make Max come across as a nice guy it's petulant isn't it it really is it's i know he's fairly young still he's experienced now he's been in a long time he's yeah he is still a young driver he's also got the ego trip of being times world champion and the fastest driver on the circuit so but that was that wasn't even his reasoning his reasoning was because he thinks that Perez crashed at the end of his qualifying run um, in Monaco. In Monaco, run, yeah. Which was, what, six months ago? Yeah, yeah, six months ago. And now, in my opinion, because it was qualifying as well, it wasn't totally irrelevant. Yeah. I think there's no comparison with this, and with that situation and this situation. And whether I... I doubt very much that Sergio did crash deliberately in mm-hmm. Monaco, but even if he did, it was qualifying. Yep. The championship was on. The only thing Red Bull are fighting for now is second place for Sergio. Which they'd never they- had, by the way. They'd never got a yeah. one to. Yeah. So that was what they were fighting for, really. It would have been absolutely no skin off his nose for him to slow down checker yeah but he didn't so i think i I don't remember if i said this to you i've just fought in my head very loudly um back in 1999 now this is this is the conversation that uh lost drivers go which is if you're a world champion what sort of world champion are you are you one who will just give something for your teammates if they need it um and the example i have is michael schumacher in 1999 when he broke his legs in the Silverstone crash and he came back towards the end of the year and he actively gave up wins, not a fifth place, or sixth place, sorry, a win um, for Eddie Irvine. Yeah. Yeah, for his teammate 
he tried to do the absolute best he could for the team. And it, yeah, sure, okay, the record books will say he's never world champion, but again, Felipe Massa gave up a home race win in 2007 um, to Kimi Raikkonen to yeah. let Raikkonen become world champion. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and whereas there's someone like Fernando Alonso, who I don't think has ever done anything for a teammate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if anything, he has directly hampered all of his teammates. Giancarlo Trulli, Giancarlo Fisichella, uh, Hamilton with the pit lane, Hamilton, the pit and... Hungary, yep. Um, oh, Felipe Massa, Roman Grosjean. Even to the point, Ocon as well. Ocon, um, well, that's a different story. I think Ocon's a terrible teammate, but that's not the point. Um, yeah. Who else? So he said a few. Basically everyone. <laughs> and I, th I think if Verstappen keeps up this up for the rest of his career, be that five years, be it ten years, whatever, I think the record, the history will be more unforgiving to him as a person. Not necessarily as a driver in his statistics, but you know how um there's uh, let's just take Hamilton for example he's he's statistically the best driver of all time is it a one way ticket yes he's the best of all time or is there significant debate there's always debate isn't there no but is there significant debate about it just due to a lot due to some mannerisms due to some on track um um incidents just due to lots of small things that be him guilty or not he's been, he's have happened which which somewhat tarnish a little bit alonso is the same he's he's got his two championships he's not considered in the wider thing i wouldn't say he's even considered in the top six or seven drivers of all probably time probably not probably no, make, barely make top barely gets talking top 10 i don't think maybe if he's lucky yeah and that I think there's a lot due to his manners, his mannerisms, rather than his driving. Well, ability. if you think, if you think back to Vettel at Red Bull, sure, yep, back in those days when, like for example, how pop, how unpopular oh, things no. like don't, don't you dare say Multi Twenty One. <laughs> no, that was round two of the championships. Now, no, 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 but like, but it, it didn't. But I can thought... you see what I mean? Like, no, that's ridiculous. Like it was that round two. Made... Okay, but all right. For, but it, by the end of his time at Red Bull, when he, well, he was, uh, not he was maybe unpopular. Not, the end of his time, he was very, very unpopular. Yes. Now, was that because he was sort of cold in interviews? Probably, to a point, yeah. Um, Do you want to say that again, Sammy? But now... For a second? Oh, um, yeah, probably that is, I think, um, exactly that. That he, he, was saying he knew he was very good, clearly, and he was very good times well in a row. Yeah. It's not something that's done very easily. Um, but his image but, has significantly improved since he left Ferrari. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, the last few years, I think Seb is now, I would say, probably one of my favourite drivers. I think he's brilliant. He's fantastic. He's a really, really good even better role whereas yeah. when he was at Red Bull you wouldn't have said that no. and I think that's possibly the way that Verstappen has gone with this incident is that he's still an undeniably and a two times world champion yeah. but is he a role model it less would, so 
or, or a hero, which is what the greats of F1 would become later on. Well, <clears throat> it's exactly that. It, it will be and I see it a lot, difficult. obviously, with work. I see it a lot of people like it was always kids wanted number 44 on the front of their car and all of that now there's a lot in a number a lot of people um for exactly that reason that max is world champion and when you're little the world champion is the best driver and that's you always support the person you want to win sure and if he's winning when you start watching the sport there's a good chance you'll support him. I mean, even even a much lower number of world championships, probably, in their career example, how much more highly regarded is Mika Hakkinen to Jack Villeneuve? Oh, God, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and, yeah, you can't even compare them. Hmm. Or like Sterling Moss. Sterling Moss never won a championship. He's still usually yeah. he's in, in top, that in top, top. He's in, he's in the top ten. Yeah, that's what I mean. He never won the world championship, but he's always up there. Yeah. Best drivers ever. Felipe Massa, like, never won world championship, is one of the most highly regarded people of F1 ever. Yeah. And he, again, a really good role model, uh, yeah. a model of determination. Um, and uh, that mate, that podium in 2008 still was up to tears. He still did it. His yeah. fans were there. Yeah. That was inspiring and that's what i think that's the main the verstappen mind if he keeps act like that I think is that he won't be he's already been booed yeah have you noticed that he's I saw, already I saw, been it, I saw it in the abu Dhabi race <laughs> yeah and i think that probably tells the tale it's i've said for a while um i'm not a verstappen fan um i'm not a hamilton fan that's a well documented thing as well um, yeah, it is. It's uh, the fact is, if looking at the current crop of drivers who are probably going to be successful in the next few years, uh, the one I want to win the most is is um, probably George Russell. Yeah, I would probably agree. He's probably in terms of drivers who are that generation. So we shall we yeah. say he? I mean, he's young. George Russell oh. gets a bit pissed off from time to time, but he's not. He's not like Verstappen and Hamilton. No. And he's like, and there's always a certain amount of logic to when he is annoyed at something as well. Yeah, it's not. It's it's not. He's just annoyed. There is a reason. There's always a yeah actual reason as well that you can comprehend. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think George is uh, going to be if he already is a very popular, driver, um, and I think he could well be um, a world champion. If Mercedes can give him the good enough cup, <laughs> or he'll go to a team who, because of his um, uh, his PR side, he probably could get a, a driver of another team if he wanted to and be a good image to them. But it's yeah, well, yeah, exactly. That's for the future, I suppose. Uh, shall we go to the last race? Yes, let's do that. Abu Dhabi, uh, terrible oh. track, um, pretty lights. Verstappen won. Uh, the race for a second was yeah. quite was quite good. Ferrari, yeah, I mean, Ferrari was stronger than we expected. Mercedes Ferrari won. were stronger. <laughs> Mercedes were nowhere. Um, I said they were nowhere. They were still fifth, and, but like compared to what they'd done the last few rounds, nowhere. Um, yeah. Fifth and sixth in quali, sorry. Um, they were 
Where was Hamilton in there? Oh, Hamilton retired, didn't he? He did. Um, with whatever problem that was, hydraulic. Um, um, and selfishly, it, for who finished in P10, I think it was the best thing that could have in that race. <laughs> yeah. Um, shall we talk? Well, let's let's do, we'll do the spoilers, the headline spoilers, which was Max Verstappen won. Uh, Leclerc managed to somehow get his tyres to last a billion laps, even though they'd not been able to do more than five for the entire race, the entire season, rather. <laughs> um, Perez got held up by basically every single car he tried to overtake to catch Leclerc um, and couldn't quite make it. And Leclerc finished second, Perez third, which was the podium, which was, which was quite funny. Um, behind that, Carlos Sainz didn't do anything exciting. George Russell, same. Lando Norris, same. Arthur's left Fernando though. Well, did he do that right at the end? Um, yeah, lap forty-four, so not huh. quite, but nearly. That's quite impressive then. Yeah. Um, the the biggest story of the um race was the final ever race for Sebastian Vettel, and I'm and yeah. the, reason, the reason I'm highlighting this is because my mum is very much upset about it, being a big fan of Sebastian Vettel. But hey ho, um. All jokes I say, I say aside to my mum about how he should have left years ago and how he was fired from, from, from Ferrari. Um, <laughs> it's it's the end of a fantastic career. It, it is. And you can't take anything away from what he has achieved. As we said, he was the least popular driver on the grid, but he's around. Um, probably one of, if not the most popular, generally. Even if you don't necessarily support him, I think everybody likes Sebastian Vettel, um, and he's matured a lot. Oh, bad out. And, and bad I think out. yeah, he's now uh, yeah one of the best ever. Yeah. Um, um, you always think, oh, he could go on, he could go on, but he's been around for yeah. fifteen years, Sam. Yeah. Yeah. This is the this is the thing, isn't it? We're kind of at an end of a straight. A lot of drivers who have been in the sport very long now. A lot of them have been around for 21. Oh, actually, I saw a, an interesting thing. So um, Alonso's debut <laughs> in this, Formula yeah. One yeah, uh, was a month before Oscar Piastri was born. Yeah. So he's been in Formula One longer than in alive. Um, now, granted, Piastri is young, yeah. but even then... Uh, he is, yeah. Did you see He's the funny one today when he had his first, uh, first test at, as a Aston Martin yesterday? Um, and him and Della, because I think Della Rossa's like the uh, one of one of their sim oh, or development drivers, and they, yeah, both, yeah. They, they both went into the garage and and just like, oh, there's a green car here, Petro Della Rossa and um, Fernando Alonso in the garage. Went, oh, this is Jaguar uh, <laughs> from 2002. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you see? I didn't know this was a thing, but apparently, in all of Alonso's contracts, is a clause that means he is signed calendar year. Is so when he's moved, yeah. So when he's moving teams now, he in this post-season test was technically on loan to Aston Martin from Alpine. Yeah, but which I, don't means... think, I don't think Alpine have a leg to stand on with, with how crap their car's been for Alonso in terms of reliability. No, no. But but yeah, he was technically on loan, which means they had to de-sticker the Aston Martin because he's oh, not sponsored. Yes, that's the reason they had no sponsors on the car because he's on loan. Aston. Wow, I didn't know that. 
Yeah, that's why. And actually, it's, it's happened three or four his career, hmm. where he's run a, a completely unsponsored, un, well, there was some livery on some of them, but like... I just thought it was to make the car better looking. It did look fantastic, didn't it? Yeah. But no, it, that's the reason. It's a contract, basically. Um, which, yeah, by all accounts, no one else does, but is clearly probably a hark back to he's always had that club there, so he always puts it in. Um, I wonder if Flavio Pretorio uh, is still his manager. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, because he's not allowed in the paddock, is he? Oh, maybe not. I don't know. Have they ever turned that? I've got no idea. Um, I stopped caring about Pretorio years ago. Sure. Um, he... Yes, so yeah, that was the season, really. Uh, Ricardo finished ninth. Who knows if he'll be back in F1. He's... But at the time of recording, uh, probably going to be the third driver at Red Bull. Yep. Uh, um, no, he is. That's been announced. Oh, has it been announced now? Yeah, it's been announced. So he will be the third driver next year for Red yep. Bull reserve, um, as their reserve. Yep. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Oh, Pierre Gasly had a bloody awful end of the season. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really not good. Really not good. But he's off to Alpine, so I think that'll be interesting for next year. Uh, Certainly will. Mick Schumacher, he's going to be leaving F1, possibly to be the Mercedes reserve driver. Um, I am speaking as a major fan of Mick Schumacher that I think he should go to Le Mans and the WEC. I Um, would agree with that. I think that's far better use of his season. And his talent, which he has got. Despite everyone, everyone jokes about it, Mick is an incredibly talented driver. He is. Um, We've seen that all through his junior career. He's clearly a very good driver. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, he should... Well, Ferrari have dropped him from their, their academy, so he can't go to them. But I think... I don't know. He hasn't got any other affiliations, really. But um, Porsche? I don't know. It's uh, some, some. I think he should be in the, the Le Mans. Because, of course, Michael, Michael Schumacher made, before he went to F1, was a Mercedes works driver. In, yeah, um, yeah. In uh, Group C. Yeah, it's um, a shame, really, that there isn't going to be a GC3 Mercedes pin. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and, of course, Nicholas TV is leaving probably forever. Uh, not really a major loss to anyone, apart from the memes. Um, <laughs> the go TV memes. Yeah, with all the pictures of Nicholas TV with a tiny picture of, like, Verstappen or someone, and say yeah. 4 million laps led versus 12 or something. Um, that's always quite funny right um, let's do some quick fire end of season roundups Uh, what was who was your driver of the year Sam ooh um, I actually think George Russell so do I so I think he did a pretty solid job all year in a car that was very up and down Um, when the car was good he had pretty decent results in his first season with the team as well um, or full time with the team we should say what impressed um, me with George was the fact that while Hamilton and Toto Wolff were moaning about his car being undrivable George was getting podiums that's what I mean he was just getting on with it Yeah. Um, he did a very very good job um, so I would say yeah George Russell was he, my, he beat Carlos Sainz in the Ferrari being a significantly better car yes I would agree yeah I'd say that Carlos should have done better. George did better than the car might suggest he did. Yep, I, I agree with you on that one. 
which teammate battle was the most polar opposite? Which one was so one-sided that it's just not even funny? Which of the, um, which of the ten would you pick? I know who I pick. Probably McLaren. Yep. <laughs> Unfortunately, speaking as a McLaren fan, I think yeah, Lando did a really, again, a pretty solid job. It wasn't spectacular, but it was not bad, and he had a cut fastest lap at Abu Dhabi. Did quite well through the season. Ricardo was nowhere. Um, uh, Ricardo scored less than a third of of Norris's points. Yeah, I mean that. Is probably pretty telling, really, isn't it? Um, yes, uh, McLaren finished fifth in the standings. If Ricardo had scored just fourteen more points, they'd have beaten Alpine. Yeah, which is pretty gutting because that's twelve million pound. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Uh, prize money. That's a lot of money. Um, um, what was the best looking car? Ooh, um, you know what? Actually, I think as the season went on, Mercedes really. Um, okay. I but I it. think, generally, the Ferrari was probably the best looking through the whole season. Okay. And the Alpha, uh, not Alpha, no, what I'm talking about, um, the Aston Martin was probably my favorite. No, I, I disagree on that one. Um, I think the Ferrari was the best looking car of the year. However, I think the Aston, meh. It's a bit too many. Too, it doesn't look that great. It's a bit too 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 many stickers. I thought as the uh, nose update came along, I think the Alpha Tower was actually quite good looking towards the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't bad, was it? it wasn't bad. Um, which team is the most disappointing of the year? Hang on. So right, constructors. So, um. Ah, uh, I don't really know. I think Aston Martin. Oh, I was hoping. You'd I say thought Williams. they would be. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, I like Williams and I want them to do well, but I'm not necessarily. You don't expect them to do better. No, Aston. I thought were going to do better. I was going to pick Aston Martin, but I'm going to pick Alpha Tauri. Yes, well, they are actually below Haas. And I know Haas had a bit of fluke with the good points and in the sprint and things like that, but yeah, I mean to be behind car that last year team that last year really, really genuinely atrocious. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's pretty disappointing considering Red Bull pace that the engine has clear. Yeah. Um so yeah, I don't know. Uh, what else do we do a quick fire on? Have you got any you can think of? Um, race of the year. I was to say, what was your favourite race of the year? That was probably Brazil. Brazil was really good. Monza was not bad. I thought race one was really good at Bahrain. Yeah, yeah, first race of the new cars as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, also, yeah, okay, here's the the last. The new cars, good or bad, flop or. Success. I think I think the I think the new regulations are a success. Um, I think there's, there's more to go. Yeah, there's more to do, but I think it's a lot. It's definitely a big step in that direction, without a doubt. Um, do you think the cost cap's working? No. 
<laughs> Not at all. Oh, we haven't even spoken about Red Bull's fucking cost cap breach of last yeah, year. Yeah, we haven't we haven't mentioned it, have we? Um, they yeah, they be, overspent. Should Red Bull have, have Should Red Bull have been banned from this year's constructors? <laughs> and lost should they have been chucked out of last yeah. year? No, I don't agree with that one. But they, well, maybe I do. I don't know. Should, yeah, should they have been chucked out of a constructors championship? I think so. They overspent. Right. They broke the rules. They broke, yeah, they broke the rules, which Ross Braun said they would come down with a ton of bricks on. Instead, they yeah. get a paltry fine. Um, yeah, a, a, a fine a little bit less aero. Well, yeah, they get less testing, less wind. But they also get the fine with like a very small percentage of just one for drugs. Let me put so, this um, this, so obviously the budget cap came in. It's what, around 145 million now. It is exactly that, yeah. Um, so they get a fine of, I think it was something tiny, like eighty, like ten million or something. It was, it wasn't it was, a lot. I think it was fourteen. Off the top of my head, it, it was, was a weird number. Yeah, it was around that sort of figure. It, it's chicken feed to what Red Bull yeah, have. Nothing. Um, nothing. Consider that obviously the Spygate is completely different. Um, yep. and there was a big st- that's the point it was a big statement the Spygate that's why I'm, why I'm comparing it it was a statement thing to never ever have it happen again and McLaren were charged 100 million and they lost their constructors points for that yeah year. which means they get no prize money from that either yes so really that's that fine well, is probably done no no no, really. no 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 I found this out again in the BBC's uh, thing the the fine Included the loss of construction oh, okay. money, but so right, really so, as well. Like so a, it, it was more like a forty million pound fine, but it doesn't matter. The fact is, it was, it was a huge yeah. statement, um, yeah. and I think that to, with inflation, apparently that that would now be about one hundred and forty million pounds. So a tenth. That's an annual budget, basically. Yeah, but a tenth is what Red Bull were fined. Yeah. For what I think, in what is a you know, sure, I'm sure I, I don't know what I don't remember what the exact rules were in 2007, but it's there can't have been a rule saying oh, you probably shouldn't copy each other's cars. Um, <laughs> but um, it was this, yeah, this, 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 one, this, this one is in stone, you will not spend more than <laughs> 140 odd million pounds. Um, yeah, and they did, and they've, yeah. and they've got away with it essentially. Exactly. This is the really, really frustrating thing. Yeah, I would have. We discussed this at the time. We would have either kicked them out of the constructors, um, yeah. and taken their money. I'd have taken their, their prize money from this year. Yeah, um, I think they should have done and put part of the the fine in that as well. Yeah, I, I the I, fine should. They ever spent by like four million. Yeah. So that's not. A small amount of money. No, don't do. Don't you? That's not an accounting error. No, <laughs> it's some. It's some really, really expensive cheese sandwiches. Yeah, because they blamed it on the catering. It's yeah, right. Funny. It's just. It's, it's, <laughs> it's How much? Joke. What are they feeding these drivers? Well, obviously they've got golden sandwiches or something. Um, really? With like, yeah, I don't have a clue. But it was a joke. Um, Incidentally, actually, while we're talking about dinner, um, did you see the receipt? Yes. <laughs> dri- driver's end of season uh, meal. Yeah, like hundred. It was. It, it turned out to be. I did translate it, but I forgot. I forgot what it was. It was a fucking load of money, like one hundred and forty grand or something. Yeah, in in um, the Abu Dhabi, 
Um, it was 114,000. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Whatever way you split it. It's like, t- like um, you know, it's like 10 grand for water, for tap water. Yeah. I'm like, it's yeah, like well, they, what? <laughs> they had like two, they had three bottles of 26 grand wine. <laughs> yeah, and the water was nearly as expensive. Yeah, and then one of them had a Heineken. Yeah, right. Is that, <laughs> like, is sure, that sure, committing to sponsorship? Sure, sure, I was going to say, sure they should get that for free. <laughs> <laughs> but Lewis paid for that as well. Did you know that? Hamilton Bill. He, he did, and with that he earns, I think that's the least he can do. Yeah, um, I think that's fair. Um, right, uh, let's finish it off with um, how badly we did on our predictions at the start of the year. <laughs> yeah. so, I, in, I forgot how have, bad it was, and then I saw saw everyone else doing this. Go on. Let me find it because you sent it to me, so I we did. can read them out individually. <laughs> it's awful. Of what we thought, and then where who actually finished in that position. Right, so in 10th place, yeah, yeah, 10th place, Sean, who did you think was going to be 10th? I said Alfa Romeo, Sauber, Ferrari. Yes, and I agreed. And Uh, we were wrong. We were very wrong. They came sixth. Um, Yeah, Williams were last. Um, In ninth, we both said Haas. Yep, which which was a pretty reasonable thing to think. Yeah, and and actually, until Brazil, we probably would have got that one right. Yep, um... Yep, but we got that wrong. Uh, next in eighth place, I put, maybe maybe I foreshadowed this. Uh, I put Alpha Alpha Tari Honda in eighth place yes, again. You would have got that one right, actually. I would have got it right. I thought William finished eight. Oh, so it, so if Haas hadn't scored in, hang on, where are they? If they hadn't scored in America, I'd have got it right. Um, yeah, yeah, because they only got I think one or two points from Brazil. Yeah, so there you go. I could have got something there, um, <laughs> but I didn't, so I was wrong on that. Uh, what did you say? Uh, what did you, you said Williams for eighth, didn't you? I said Williams for eighth, yeah, so I was wrong. Yep, yeah, way off. Uh, I was even more way off, though, because I said William for seventh. Yes, and I uh, said Alpha Tari, which is still wrong, but less wrong. <laughs> we both put Alpine for sixth. We thought they'd give a step back, but actually their car was, apart from run reliability, really good. Yeah, it was not bad, was it? Not bad at all. Um, probably surprise of the season for how well they did. I'm just trying to remember which, um, one, which one you got right, actually. We both, we both, we both got one right. Um, I think... Um, I'm not sure, actually, because I don't think I necessarily have got... Oh, did you get zero? Um, I think I have zero. <laughs> um, but, uh, but in seventh was St. Martin um, in the actual standings. Um Sixth, we you had we both had Alpine and it yep. was Alfa Romeo yep. in sixth. Um, in fifth fifth place, place, I put McLaren Mercedes. Yes, that's the one you got correct. Yes, I was um, very, very happy with getting one. <laughs> I let the fact that I'm a McLaren fan <laughs> because yes, I thought they were going to finish second. Um, <laughs> that's not as bad as what I put in third place, mate. Don't you worry. Yeah, well, um, true. Yeah, you put Aston Martin for fifth, which yeah. I mean, when we looked at the car, remember we we did this based on what we looked at the first release images of the cars. Yeah, we I thought, ah, oh, that's quite good looking. We'll put that high. <laughs> even before testing, yeah. we made these lists. I remember, I, I saw the Alfa Tauri and thought that looks boring. Eighth. And the Sauber, I didn't like the color scheme, so I put it last. <laughs> um. Where are we? Fourth. I put. Red, I I thought Red Bull would have a mare, 
And had they yeah, we... had, and had they done done their budget, um, had they not lied with their budgeting, maybe they would have finished fourth. Can I claim that one then as a point because they overspent their cheese? <laughs> no, because I put Red Bull in fourth as well. Yeah, no, it's okay. So corrected, we should have got we should have both got a point for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Uh, first so place, I, I put Aston Martin. <laughs> <laughs> not not your best decisions there, mate. I a, said Ferrari. No, 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 I on. wasn't far when, off. When when that first came out, that Aston Martin was really good looking. It was, yeah, it was and, good. And, and then it kept the real one came out, and it was was nowhere near as good looking or as good. No, it was not a great car in any sense of the word. No, um, you, you put Ferrari. <laughs> I did think Ferrari. To be fair, um, coming into the last couple of races, the, the form they were on, they could have finished third. Yeah, that was that was nearly a good shout. Second oh, was Ferrari in the standings. You said Mercedes, who were third overall. We should say I put Aaron. Uh, I thought um, that was a bit um, hopeful. Yes, um, and then you thought Ferrari would win the constructors. Now, okay, two races into the season, I was a hundred percent right on that. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, they did have a strong start. You were very smug at that point. I was less smug now. I would imagine. Let me say it this way: at the start, at round two, Ferrari were leading on seventy-eight points. Mercedes was second on thirty-eight points. Uh, Red Bull thirty-seven, Alpine sixteen, Haas twelve. So I was very smug at this point. Um, but no, it didn't turn out that way at all. <laughs> no. Um, I thought Mercedes would win it. So, well, that's... I mean, had they built a proper car, maybe they would have done. Maybe, maybe we'll never know. So, yes, if you think you're a better pundit than me and Sam, feel free to submit your own ones for next year. Um, say, well, to be fair, if you start... think you're a better pundit than me and Sean, you probably are based on. <laughs> no, I got one right. <laughs> I, I got none. I genuinely got none right. <laughs> So yeah, if you want to submit submit anything before the start of the season, um, do so. Do and, so now. Yeah, because yeah, that's about the same level of uh, <laughs> difficulty that we we put ourselves under. Yeah. Um. Really, that's it. I think. Um, yep. Anything else? Uh, let's have a quick chat about the Honda. How did the Honda go from the slowest engine on the grid last year to the fastest? Um. I don't think it was the slowest engine on the grid last year. Well, it got us by any Mercedes that came up to behind it. Well, I mean, yeah. But then this year, it is incredible. It's so... It's insane how good that car is. Everything just worked on the Red Bull. But it's not that quick in the Alpha Tauri, this straight line. The what? Uh, you say it is quicker or it's not? No, it's not. It's average. In the AlphaTauri. Well, yeah, but that I think probably comes down to the aero and the Alpha struggled. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think yeah, that Red Bull and the engine that is probably the best package at the moment. If you can get all of it working, it all works well. I think probably um, the most underrated thing to the season is the Renault engine. If it, if you get rid of the unreliability, but there's water leaks most of the time. Um, if I think the Renault have done incredibly well for what are the only Renault powered team. Yeah, Alpine. yeah, the only supplier Alpine now. So I think yeah, it's not bad, is it? To be finishing fourth, it's a good good result for them. Yeah, 
Uh, the last thing we'll, we'll finish up on is just the 2023 teeny tiny preview, which is the uh, driver lineups. Um, yes. So Alfa Romeo, who of course are going to be Audi in a couple of years. Um, yes. So that's, that's a story for another day. Uh, they've got Guan Yu Zhou and Valtteri Bottas again, so nice and easy. Uh, Alpha Tauri, um, hopefully maybe to be sold one day, but uh, that's a different different scenario. And I've got uh, Yuki Tsunoda and Nick De Vries, who of course scored two points at Monza. Alpine, yeah. Alpine have got Pierre Gasly coming in uh, and Esteban Ocon, two drivers who are French and don't like each other, so that'll do that'll go well. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, so Alpine for what about eighth next year? Just due to crashes. Yeah, just yeah. not gonna last. <laughs> Uh, Aston Martin have got a pensioner in Fernando Alonso and a I can't be this rude Lance Stroll. Um, <laughs> um, Ferrari have got Leclerc and Sainz. <laughs> oh wow! Look, Haas have got a title. Yes, that means we're going to have the same thing of every other year. Haas changing their color scheme, going from their works color scheme to a sponsored color scheme to the works color scheme again. Why? Who's who's the big sponsor coming in then with Hulk? Moneygram. Oh, okay. So, so that's what color are they? I don't know. Let's find out. Yeah. Uh, where's their website? Green. I reckon they're like uh, turquoisey green. Uh, their website is black. Oh well, that's boring. And white and red. Oh, that's the same colour as a hat. That's boring. But well, ho <laughs> hopefully they find a different colour. After eight, go and sponsor Hass. Um, get some get some green and red and white. That'd be an awful color scheme. Um, Use things. So yes, hopefully Haas will have an another new color scheme for next year, and then go back to Haas colors again in twenty four. Um, <laughs> that's because that's always that's always funny. So it's not it's, it's an ongoing joke until they start doing it. So um, McLaren have got Lando Nor Norris and Oscar Piastri, who's chosen the number eighty one, which is a odd number to pick. Yeah, I can only assume that is a casting number or. Is could be a mishmash of things. It could be, um, or it could be something like, um, do you know why Charles Leclerc picked sixteen? No. So he wanted the number seven, but Kimmy right. had the number seven, yep. so he picked one and six because it adds up to. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so he's got sixteen or sixty-one, but I think sixty-one might have been taken. So yeah, no, 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 it's had sixty-one. Okay, well there you go then. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, 77, of course, is Bottas, so you couldn't have that either. Um, Mercedes have George Russell, number one driver, and Lewis Hamilton. Yes. Uh, Red Bull have Perez and Verstappen. Yep, same drivers for them, and the same at Ferrari as well, Charles yep. and Carlos. And Williams have Alexander Albon and Logan Charles Sargent, who will be the first yes. American driver since Alexander Rossi, 2004. 14? Uh, yeah, I think you're right. 2014. Um, and was at the narrowest of margins getting his super license. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in, in the feature race for F2. 15, had to sorry, score a amount. Um, he had to get a certain position to get license that much. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This could be an interesting one, really. Could, could you imagine how embarrassing that would be if he didn't get it? Oh, God, could you imagine? The eyes of the paddock, the entire paddock, and the world is watching him. Jim. Well, um, we'll have a, 
a chat at some point over the Christmas season um, about the super license and also the team pyramids, which I think have got rid of some talent which deserves to be an F1, but that's a different different matter. Mm. Um, it's nice to see Nick DeVries actually get a chance. Though. Oh, absolutely. DeVries deserves it. It's taken him long enough, but he's de- deserving of being there. Yeah, and Piastri's been incredible. That's a uh, yeah. That's he said. He's it was already he's had drama before he's even come into the bloody sport. That's gonna... yeah, exactly. Um, we've also got a twenty-three race season because China's already uh, today has been axed from the from the uh, from the. Oh, has it? I didn't see that. I'm pretty sure I saw it. Hang on, oh. China F1. Enter, please. To, uh, back me up, Google. Yes, BBC Sport. Uh, Chinese GP to be cancelled because the country is COVID. Oh, right. So, Still. good job, China. Uh, so, 23 race season, which is about eight races too long. Um, yeah. Starts off the 5th of March in Bahrain. Yes. So, yeah. So, yes. so uh, make sure you join us for that and uh, we'll give some very unbiased analysis. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure we'll uh, have some chat with car launches. Oh, yeah. And, and, do, and do another round of... Uh, Guess the entire championship based on the looks of, of the preview images of the cars. Yeah, the uh, the first photoshopped released image. Uh, yeah. I guess we'll finish the season. Uh, but yeah, so so yeah, for more for more riveting races, content like that. Is there any races you are particularly looking for? What F one or just in general? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> F1. Um, no. <laughs> I think that sums up the calendar, really. <laughs> And on that bombshell, it's time to end. Thank you very much for listening to Still Who Auto uh, super duper long review of the 2022 season. I will get that disc made for you, Sam. It'll be literally maybe four and a half hours long. That's the plan. <laughs> um, and Jack will get you one as well, so you can put it in, in your CD uh, player for your, in your car for your kids to make them shut up on the way home. Yeah, I'll send them right off to sleep. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. Follow us on social media at Stellview Auto. New website coming in a couple of weeks, so that's, I'm looking forward to that. Ooh. And uh, well, I'll say that it's just the same as the old one, just from a new, a new look. But it's all good. Um, I'll do it. Take also, care. Oh, go on. One, one thing. Hang on. Another thing coming back next year. Yes. Do it. This month in motorsport. Yeah. Is coming back. Our favorite. Pod is coming back, uh, yeah. and I'm really, really pleased about it. Yeah, I initially, initially stopped it just due to my work commitments, but uh, as long as I tone it myself down from 11 to about 8, I reckon it'll be safe. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> so, if it's ready for some hot takes every month in motorsport, it'll be back next year. Yes, um, I'll wait. <laughs> and that's that is going to do it. Uh, thank you for listening to Stealthy Automotive. Take care and goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>